0: Great appreciation. See you there. Bringing hope to many around the globe. Transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mansa Oterbill. And now, today's Word. There was a second goat. And this second goat was not killed. It was called the scapegoat. The scapegoat. The offering of the scapegoat is in Leviticus chapter 16, verses 21 to 22. Leviticus 16, 21 to 22. Now this one is quite interesting uh, as we read it. And, And this is what the scripture says. Aaron, that is the high priest at the time, and other subsequent high priests, Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat. This goat is not killed. The first one is killed. This one is not killed. Shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat, confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the goat and shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man the goat shall bear on itself all their iniquities to an uninhabited land and he shall release the goat in the wilderness so in the first instance the goat does not bear the sins of the people the goat pays for the sins of the people, does not bear it but pays for it. And, and, and the reason is because the wages of sin is death. And so when sin occurs, death must happen. And since God can, will not kill us because we need to repent. If he kills us, we can't repent. God then punishes somebody else, in this case, a goat, so that we can have life or the people can have life. So the goat has done no sin. When the people were sinning, the goat was not there. But on the goat, the sins of the people is laid. So that goat is killed. And that goes to, uh, to the messy seat. But this second goat, it is not killed. They bring the goat to the high priest. And the high priest will put his two hands. He lays his hands on the head of the goat. And he begins to confess all the sins of the people which they've been sinning for one year, because the day of atonement takes place in one year, it is the accumulated sin of the nation for one year. So the high priest puts his two hands on the head of the goat and begins to talk about the sins. We are liars. We are cheats. We committed adultery. We've been stealing from people. We've been inflating prices. We've been changing premix oil for something else, <laughs> you know. So all this, so the high priest is the one saying, it, we, we, these are the sins we've committed. And he says, them. it, it will be a long list of sins, including everybody's. I want to chase somebody's husband. So we have taken people's, people's wives. We have uh, all of that, all of that. So the goat is there quietly. And the high priest is pronouncing these sins upon the goat, and the sins, the transgressions, all of them, the iniquities, all of them upon the head of the goat. So by the time the priest finishes the, that process, the sin of Israel has now left the people and is now upon the goat. So in that sense, the goat then carries the sins of the people. It carries the sins of the people. Now in the first goat, the first goat that is killed, it doesn't carry the sins of the people. It it is sacrificed for the sins of the people. But this one carries it and is still alive. It's not dead. It carries the sins of the people. Now, after this goat is carrying the sins of the people, the idea is that all the sins of the people has now been removed from them. Not only forgiven, but removed from them and now placed upon this goat. Then something else will happen. The goat bearing the sin of the people will be taken from the camp Taken from Israel, or for where the people are taken from the temple, and taken outside. Traditionally, it is taken about 12 miles outside. And when it is taken outside, it is released in the wilderness, never to come back to Israel. So it leaves and it goes into the wilderness, according to the Bible, to an uninhabited land. It goes. Why do they do that? They do that to show that on the day of atonement, not only does God cover our sin, not only does God reconcile us, but he carries our sins away. And not only does he carry our sin, he removes the sin from his presence. So powerful things happen on the day of atonement. The price for sin is paid, the sin is removed. The price is paid and sin is removed. So it means that at every material time when God, when they go through the day of atonement, not only have their sins been forgiven, but their sin has been removed. The tendency to sin has now been taken away from them so that they can live in righteousness for one year. And then after the one year, there'll be another day of atonement. That is how it occurs in the Old Testament. Now let's look at the New Testament, atonement in the New Testament. As you find out in the Old Testament, the goat was very, very important. That animal was very important. In the New Testament, do we also sacrifice goats? No. In the New Testament, Jesus is the Lamb. John chapter 1 verse 35 and 36, again the next day John stood with two of his disciples and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, behold the Lamb of God. In the New Testament, Jesus is frequently referred to as the Lamb of God. Why do they refer to him as that? Because they are referring to what happened in the Old Testament where the goat had to be sacrificed, but this time it is not a goat that comes to atone for our sins, but God himself in physical form through the Lord Jesus Christ who becomes the lamb that must take away our sins. So let's look at what Jesus does in the atonement for us in the New Testament. First, Jesus cleansed our sins with his blood. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 to 12. But Christ came as high priest of good things to come with a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. So when Jesus Christ died, he did exactly what the goat does. He also entered the Holy of Holies, but not the one in Jerusalem. He entered the Holy of Holies in heaven. He presented himself to the mercy seat of heaven. And when he presented himself, he presented with his own blood. And he entered the original throne room of God. And said this is the price I have paid for the sins of all mankind. From Adam the first man to the last man that will ever live. The price has been paid. And he brought his blood to the heavenly holy of holies. The high priest had to do it every year. Because there was expiration on his atonement of the goat the blood of goat has got expiration on it it expires there's no eternal warranty but the blood of the son of god has no expiration and has no limited in warranty it is eternal so when jesus presented his blood to heaven heaven received it as final and full settlement for all sins past present and in the future the blood of Jesus in the Holy of Holies now speaks better things for us. And that blood is still in the heavenly Holy of Holies speaking better things for you that your sins have been atoned for. They have been paid. And that is why when you were a believer you will not go to hell. On the judgment, God will not decide for believers whether we will go to heaven or hell. That is for unbelievers. God decides for believers their reward. Because the day we receive Jesus Christ as Lord, we pass from hell into heaven. The price has been paid. And when the price was paid, It was a final settlement. So the passage says he obtained eternal redemption. Not temporary, not halfway redemption, but eternal redemption for all who believe. If you believe Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the benefits of his atonement. That's the first thing Jesus did. Just like the goat, but this time better. Not with the blood of goats, but with his own blood. Secondly, Jesus carried our sin in himself, just like the scapegoat. He carried our sins in himself. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that is the cross that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes we are healed. Now the second goat took the sins of the people away from them. You know, many times we say, oh, people say, you know, I'm, I'm born again, but you know, I, I, I'm also a sinner like everybody else. Now the second goat took care of that. Not only have your sins Forgiven, But the tendency to sin has also been removed from you. That means you have no appetite for sin. And when Jesus Christ died, that is what he did. He also conquered sin and its power and dominion over us. He atoned for our sin. He removed our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. He separated us from sin. Somebody say, I'm separated from sin. That's what atonement means. He took our sins upon himself. Thirdly, not only did Jesus take our sins upon himself, but he took away our sins. He didn't just carry it, but like the scapegoat, he carried it and he took it away. John chapter 1 verse 29. The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Takes out, not just forgives it, but takes it away. Takes it away. The picture there is of the scapegoat who takes away the sins of the world. The goat of the sin offering is punished for the sins of the people, but the scapegoat takes away the sins of the people. Jesus is made our scapegoat. That is where we get the English term scapegoat. Somebody who dies or is punished for another person's wrongs. He carried our sins in his own body and he did it outside the walls of Jerusalem. When he carried our sins, he was taken out and he died. And he descended to hell. An uninhabited place and took our sins away from us deposited with the owner of sin which is the devil and he resurrected alive forevermore so where is your sin it's been forgiven but not only forgiven it's been taken away eternally sin therefore has no dominion That's why a believer can say, I saw this sin, I don't even know how I can overcome it. You can overcome. Why? Because it has been taken away from your life. And it was nailed to the cross. Finally, in the atonement, Jesus mended our relationship with God. He mended our relationship with God. Colossians chapter 1, Verse 19 to 20. For it pleased the Father that in him all fullness should dwell. And by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him whether things on earth or things in heaven. Having made peace through the blood of his cross. In the atonement Jesus made peace between us and God. That is why the believer is not in a quarrel with God. God is not quarreling with us. You know, sometimes believers, be, we, we behave as if God is so angry with us that, hey, hey, you have to be careful. You have to be careful, otherwise God will strike you. We are not in a quarrelsome mood with God. Because there is something on the mercy seat in heaven. It is the blood of Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus, unlike the blood of Abel, who speaks for vengeance, the blood of Jesus speaks mercy. And in the atonement of Christ, we have been reconciled to God. The atonement we have in Christ does not only cover our sin, it also covers our sickness. Jesus did not only take our sin upon him, him, but himself bore our sicknesses. He took our sicknesses also into his own body, by whose stripes we were healed. So in the atonement, two things are dealt with. Sin and sickness. And if you are sick this morning, by the atonement of Christ, you have healing. By the atonement of Christ, every disease, every pain, every infirmity that has afflicted you, anything that is disturbing you, in the name of Jesus and by his finished work on Calvary's cross, you are free. Because he atoned for it. He atoned for your sickness. He atoned for your shame. He atoned for your disease. He atoned for your failures. So you will not be a failure, but you will be a success. He atoned for you so you will not be down. You will be up. And the price that Jesus paid in the atonement is an eternal price. Whoever the sun sets free, therefore, is free indeed. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otoville, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otoville. Email otterville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.